Today's episode of The Wretched Hive is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash hive. That's H-I-V-E in case you can't spell hive. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to The Wretched Hive Podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Eisler Spaceport. What are you talking about? You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. Well, episode 9 has a script. We have a script for F9, we have a Blu-ray for F8, it is a big week in Star Wars, and we are here to break it down with you, because we are the Wretched Hive Podcast, and uh, you have found us, and this is the show for Friday, March 2nd, 2018, episode 56 of the show. My name is Steve Baldwin, and four-fifths of the Hive are here tonight. We'll start it off with... The Wookiee co-pilot, Greg Lent. Holy crap, Stevie B. It's good to be here for another week of great Star Wars talk. And I am, uh, real quickly, I before so before we uh, get to the rest of the, the, the cast and crew here, mm-hmm. I just want to say I am deep in training right now because over the next three months, between now and the beginning of June, I have to go see Red Sparrow. I have to go see Wrinkle in Time. I have mm-hmm. to go see Pacific Rim. I got to go see Ready Player One. I got to go see Avengers Infinity War. I got to go see Deadpool. And I got to go see a little movie called Solo, Star Wars Story. It, this is the best time of year. The spring into summer. Oh, yeah. Man, the blockbusters are coming. And in the meantime, that Red Sparrow looks pretty good, too, actually. That's a good pull. I'm yeah, really, it's, it's, you're, it's, you're it's, deep in training, Mr. Lent. I'm deep in your mother. <laughs> Trebek is back. Is he going to be? No. The, is he going to be the new member of the Wretched Hive? Can we have Trebek? Actually, actually that's not Trebek. That's actually Connery. Connery. Well, wow. I, I screwed it up already. Whatever. All right. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, Red Red Sparrow, uh, the best Black Widow movie you'll see this year. <laughs> the best Black Widow, the best movie named after a color and an animal you'll see. This yes. year. <laughs> oh my God! Also on the show tonight, he is a lifelong Star Wars fan, Scotty Vansky. My God, I can't believe how white we are tonight. <laughs> it's You've all, been white for a long time. It's Scott. all white, guys. It's uh, all white. Hey, we, uh, we I will am... never be mistaken for the cast of the Black Panther. You are correct. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> So I am so happy to be here tonight. Stevie B. I like that, Greg. Mm. I'm going to go with that. I, I got a little R&B action out of that. Something. Mm. Anyway, maybe with a cigar, a little bit of Monica. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going You're with You're going it. back to the pre-show conversation. Don't do that. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Who was that? Who was that little that shaggy singer? The little Monica in your life is that what that was? That's Mambo Number Five, <laughs> baby. That's what Scott was going for there. That's what that's I was going ass, for. Lame ass song. And I, now it's going to be stuck <laughs> in your head for the rest uh, of the day. You're welcome, everybody. You're welcome. <laughs> Damn it, Dave. Uh, I got to put that in post underneath this conversation. I love it. On the show tonight is definitely not the. He is absent tonight. We don't know where he is. He's just MIA. So 
Uh, we miss out. you. Wherever you are, Nico, we miss you, Let's buddy. put the call out to our fans. If you know where Nico is, please call in our hotline. Call the Wretched Hive hotline yes. right now, 562-455-4483. Let us know where. Hive. Hive. There you go. Thank you very much. H-I-V-E, in case you can't spell hive. There you go. Uh, and finally. Can you read my mind? We have. Do you know what it is that you do to me? <laughs> Dave! I see. Don't you know who you are? Under no circumstances. Just a friend from another star. Should you ever. Will you look at me quivering? And I mean... Like a little girl. Emma! Shivering. <laughs> Call him. If you need to be loved. Harry. Here I am. Potter. Read my mind. <laughs> well done. Well, wow. that was that was, was nice. And he was doing that from memory, everybody. He yeah. Google those oh. lyrics. Are you kidding? He, that by memory. he was just looking at the tattoo on his chest. <laughs> exactly. Reading it backwards in the mirror. Next to the giant S emblem. No, I, I, I had it tattooed backwards so I can read it in the mirror. Yes, exactly. Yes, right. that makes sense. What, what, what are you, so, Greg Memento Lent? What's going on here? <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, good evening to you wherever and whenever you are listening to us. A special welcome to anybody who might be a Hollywood Babylon listener who is just randomly downloading this podcast to see what the hell all the fuss is about. There's a welcome. lot of fuss. We hope you'll stay. We are 4x4, four four, not 5x5 five five tonight because the uh, wonderful Nico Rodriguez is not gracing us with his presence, which is fine. We'll get along without the little fucker. That's all quite all right. <laughs> Rather happily, actually. Most most days. I don't know who's I don't know who's going to abuse Scott all night. The rest of us are gonna to have to pick up the slack, but I'm sure we'll muddle through somehow. Oh, I've got fighting Irish tonight, buddy. Let's go. I'm, I'm ready. ready. I'm ready. I'm sure you do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. Well did someone, if, take, uh... did someone take your lucky charm, Scott. Is that what your problem is? <laughs> but Steve, we need to talk. We need to talk mm. about what we did last night. Yeah, and I'm still sore. Will you let's get bring bring the KY should, next time, you will should you? Should be, buddy. That's not a, that's no. not an uncommon experience. I'll tell you that right now. No, we I'm had not a, the first person to have that feeling. Dave and I, uh, uh, Dave and I met up up in uh, beautiful Hollywood, California, hmm? and uh, we checked out a special screening of the original Superman from 1978 at. The TCL Chinese Theater. Oh, nice. Your favorite place, Scott. My favorite place. Yep. And it was really cool. There was a there was a, uh, a little panel they put together huh. uh, and did some interviews before the movie started. And Dave, I'm going to let you take it from here because I do not remember the actors' names. Oh, I don't remember the actors' names either. Okay. If, that's what, right. if that's what you're looking for, you are barking up the wrong tree, mister. But... Well, I, I, know you, <laughs> I know that you know the name of the producer, the producer's son that was there. The, yeah, he was the executive producer, Ilya Salkind. He right. was there. Wow. His father, was... Alexander Salkind, was the big producer. Oh, my yeah. God. And we uh, found so out... He was, he was there as a surprise guest. We had the actor who played Jimmy Olsen who well, was be there. Before you move on from Salkin, the first question that Salkin got from the audience was, um, so can you talk about the Richard Donner situation after all these years? 
and, he and was, why he got fired so late in production. And can you just give us the scoop on that? And I just looked at Steven, and I'm like, oh, shit, these people <laughs> got serious real quick. <laughs> but he was pretty straight up. He basically said that uh, Richard Donner just became kind of an ass, uh, you know, was uh, rude to them through the media, and they actually had to hire an intermediary because they could not speak to one another. They couldn't be in the same room with him. And it escalated to the point where the younger Salkin just said, hey, look, Dad, I think we might need to get rid of this guy. And they, they pulled the trigger, dumped him. Huh. Yeah. And we and we could do a whole separate like podcast easily among us of the Superman the movie, Superman 2, and, and everything that went into that and all the drama and the various cuts that are out there. I think there are three cuts of Superman the motion picture out there now and two different cuts of Superman 2 out there now. Wow. Yeah. It, yeah. uh, we could do a whole thing on just that. But yeah, Ilya Salkin was there and uh, outside of the angry woman in the third row who kept yelling, speak into the microphone. Oh, yeah. She was every rude. Time the, every time the dude talked. And I'm like, I am sitting three rows from the back and I can hear him clearly. How about you turn up your goddamn hearing aid and leave the rest <laughs> of us alone? But the first time it was okay. Like he was a little bit quieter than the other actors. And so, you know, I kind of got it. Second time was annoying. Third time she said it. I was like gonna go slap her. Yeah, yeah. She, she, yeah. She's problematic. So, so who's the cat? Who was the cast that was there? What okay, did, so we the, had uh, Jim, the actor that played Jimmy Olsen, Mark McClure, right? Good pull. Okay, impressive. Okay. Uh, the actor that what was the cheerleader's name? Molly, Lana Lang. Lana. Oh wow! Lana, sorry, the one that that she she's kind of flirting with Clark, and then mm-hmm. jumps yeah. in the in the truck with everybody. Yeah, and then gets pulled away by the football player. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah. Uh, you had the actor that that was a child actor at the time that played the the version of Superman that walks out of the crater. Yeah, the, the little little, little three year old Superman who like picks up the car with uh, Glenn Ford and whoever that wife woman was. Wow. Yeah, okay. So he's like a forty five year old man now. So yeah, uh, just know. to interrupt real quick. So um, in Superman three. Annette O'Toole played Lana Lang. Is it the same actress? In, no. It was not the same actress from Superman 1, right? It was no. not a... You are okay. correct, sir. But Annette O'Toole could definitely pass as an older version of of that that woman at the time. Yeah. I think I had a huge crush back in the day on Annette O'Toole. Probably a somewhat unhealthy, unhealthy crush. Mm. I think there's a restraining order somewhere. <laughs> and... There's and a, they also they also had the actor who played uh, Non. There's a Harry O'Toole joke in there somewhere, but I can't I can't pull it right now. Uh, yeah, the actor that played Non, the 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 non-speaking the non-speaking guy that that gets uh, admonished into hell with with the other two bad baddies. Right, right. They're not going to pull Terrence Stamp, and then obviously, uh, yeah. who's uh, Ursa is the other one, right? Mm-hmm. Ursula, Ur- Ursula, or Ursa? I, I who I don't know. <laughs> I just we who's, just, hey Dave, who's fucking with who tonight, man? We, I'm gonna mess with re- your head. <laughs> we record the show a little bit late, and Dave had a 12-hour workday today. So, well, I, get, cut get him some slack, I got, man. I, I got five hours of sleep. I was I did have a 12-hour workday. I think I'm doing pretty good here right now. Oh. All right, all right. Uh, Ursa, Ursa, and Sarah Douglas is that actress's name? Sarah, Sarah yes, Douglas thank playing, you. Yeah. Playing Ursa, yeah. Ursa is her. So they talked for about maybe 30, 40 minutes before the show, and then uh, the movie started. Started a little bit late. 
So I think we got out of there about close to midnight, and but it was a really it was really fun, really really good time, and yeah. I got to uh, I said a few words to the actor that plays uh, uh, the non non yeah non. yeah I said hey you were great in the movie and he said oh thanks a lot want to buy one of my he, pictures and he kind of no. looked at Steve like are you gonna buy a fucking picture or what are you gonna do <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness yeah. I would have loved it if you'd have said I loved you in the movie, and he would have just gone like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my god, I should have bought. I should have bought a because I offered to buy Steve a picture for his birthday, and he said no, no. I I, I don't know that Non heard him, but whatever. But I should have gotten a picture, and but like, can you sign it? Just Arr. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, side note on this, I uh, I met quite a few of the cast of Superman two. Back in the day at Comic Con, including Margot Kidder, and uh, mm-hmm. and have pictures with all of them, and uh, Ursa or Ursula, whatever mm-hmm. whatever her name is, uh, she was one of them. Non was not there, uh, so that's I kind of knew like the young Clark Kent, some of those people, their names and and whatnot. But uh, uh, at that same con, it was the 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 girl that played Greedo, and I had mm. her sign a photo. I got an actual Greedo photo. Um, you can see behind the scenes footage where there's Greedo in costume where the Greedo's wearing high heels. And um, she actually wrote, like you, were, you guys were talking about, she wrote Greedo's line that she said in the movie in Greedo's language. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's <laughs> like, awesome. And, and, well, there's a side story to this, but she, she, was, uh, she was really nice, but a little scary. <laughs> uh, I was okay. I was there with Karen, the only Comic Con that Karen went to, and she asked me to come around the back of the table and sit down on her lap while she was signing the photo. You have a picture of this? I think Karen might have a photo oh, of this. I need, you to, need find to share it. that. Oh yeah, that's oh, yeah. awesome. Right. That's great. So the the young the young Lana Lang was yeah. Diane Sherry Case. Okay. Okay. And baby Clark Kent was Aaron Smolinski. Hmm. Now, there were three Clark Kents, right? There was the baby, there was the teenage one, and yep. then, and and then, then there was Chris Reeve. Chris Reeve. Uh, it was and by ma- the way, watching it on the big screen, and I hadn't seen it on the big screen since I was a little kid, but Chris Reeve and Margot Kidder are so fantastic. The chemistry between those two oh. is just so, so good. It's it's electric. Yeah, it, it really is. is. And I, I, I quipped to Dave that I, I had forgotten about the you know how much sexual innuendo and flirting is going on with yeah, yeah. from Margot Kidder. Who was a very very nice looking young woman back in 1978? By the way, yeah, yeah, yeah she was. It's, and the, it's the, amazing. <laughs> I agree with all of that, but it's amazing how all that went to shit though for Superman too. <laughs> I Depen- mean, depends on the cut. I've I've seen the Donner cut, and I don't think the chemistry is there between the two leads. I still think Superman Two is a fantastic film. Don't get me wrong, but the relationship between Superman and Lois and Superman Two is much weaker than it is in in the first one. Yeah, my I, opinion. My opinion. It, it it's interesting that you bring that up, Greg. And I know we're we're a Star Wars podcast, but I got to mention this because uh, there's moments in that movie that in in Superman Two, whatever cut you're watching, um, I I do feel there's some chemistry there, but it gets like overpowered with her sense of trying to figure out if if he's Clark and Superman the same person, and it it kind of gets goofy and silly at sometimes where I'm like. Mm. Okay, this is just—it's ridiculous at this point. I don't know. It, yeah, it's 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 to the level of slapstick. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that a hundred percent. Yeah. All right. Well, 
regardless, we had a great time, and uh, yeah. boy, it was good to see that movie on the big screen. Did you see really it in fun. the big theater in Chinese? Like no. the <clears throat> no, it was on one of the upstairs, the upstairs. Um, theaters. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But it's still, but still, cool. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's that is an incredible event to go to. I am uh, I'm sad I missed that one. Yeah, me too. Well, if you've ever been sad about missing an event, you can call us <laughs> and tell us all about it. Call us on our Wretched Hive hotline. That's 562-455-4483. That's 562-455-HIVE. And uh, you can also check us out on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash Wretched Hive Podcast. Uh, on Twitter at Wretched Hive Pod. I noticed you've been tweeting some stuff. Uh, Trying no, to. No, 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 that's great. Oh, that was, that great, was Mr. Great, that was great, Mr. Yeah. Lent. Sorry. Wow. I, wow. <laughs> sorry, I forgot about Mark the... Lent, do you feel de- the love from the, the producers right now? <laughs> forgot about the delineation of work here. Sorry about that, He doesn't guys. know whether he's coming or going. I expect nothing from Steve, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, we got a couple of shout-outs, guys, uh, before we get into the news. Sweet. Um, first of all... Uh, so a get co- your cock out. <laughs> couple of episodes. Yeah. Couple before we get there. A couple of episodes ago, Kevin Lyle, yes, a Star Wars celebrity in his own right, yes. uh, was on our show, and um, he, we had a giveaway contest that he picked a couple of winners for people that posted about his company, Norse Legion. So Kevin uh, picked two winners that are going to get some Norse Legion gear, and they are Dade Murphy. And Mike Curtin. Awesome. Dade Murphy, Mike Curtin, you are going to get a request for your address from Kevin Lyle, and you are going to get some Norse Legion swag. Sweet. Yeah. Congratulations. I was going to do some follow-up on that, and I'm glad you you were on that, Steve. Yeah. 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 Yep. Uh, Also, we have a small announcement. We're going to promote the heck out of this in a little while, but... Want to get it on everybody's calendar. We've got another trivia night coming up at Timeless Pints. It's been confirmed. Thursday, May 3rd. So we're going to have a, a little bit of an extended Star Wars day today. Or May this the year, 3rd this year. be with you. Yeah. <laughs> May the 4th be with you. We're going to start on the 3rd with beer and trivia at Timeless Pints Brewery in Lakewood, California. So put it on your calendars, people. So, so this is like and a Star Wars Christmas order. Eve. Is Dave? that what you're talking about? Yeah. What? Dave, sorry. What, what's going on? No, I'm sorry. I was going to say, it's, and it'll be in that order, too. Beer, then trivia. Yes, for yes. sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, and actually, the two will, will run parallel to one another throughout the whole evening, I'm sure. You know, after the last one we did, Steve, i got to yeah. tell you, uh, the experience of having the beer first and the trivia... By ten o'clock that night <laughs> yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. We love you, people out there. Yeah, we, we had a great time you. at Timeless Pints, the best beer in Lakewood, California, certainly. And uh, we will be there again on May third. Mark your calendars. All right, so got to talk about a little shout out we got on another podcast this week. Um, I'm not the only one with a birthday this time of year. Our uh, good friend Dave Potter had a birthday and was treated to a night out by his girlfriend Christine (laughs) and uh, Christine took Dave to see a live taping of Hollywood Babylon yeah Hollywood Babylon you say Hollywood Babylon or Hollywood Babylon actually it's Hollywood Babble the fuck on Babble the fuck on with um, uh, Ralph Garman and uh, his friend Kevin Smith Yes. And Ralph is going to be so pleased that his name was first on that one since Kevin Smith. 
is probably the more well-known of the two. Let's just be honest. <laughs> I, I would think that's probably correct, yes. But uh, Ralph Garman, a brilliant comedian in, in his own right, and uh, yes. Kevin Smith hosts uh, this show, Hollywood Babylon. And, well, I'm just going to I'm gonna play a little clip here. We've got, uh, well, there was a shout-out for Dave's birthday and a mention of this here show. Check this out. Uh, Christine is here with her boyfriend tonight. Christine, where are you? Are you here? Hi, Christine. Um, I taste Jay Moore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to go with what I was going to go with. Uh, my boyfriend's a huge Star Wars fan and a huge Babylon fan. Oh, aren't we all? Yes. I'm bringing you the show on the 24th for his birthday. And I was wondering if you could have Al Pacino wish him a happy birthday while Al is also auditioning for the role of Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Pacino actually was considered for a solo, right? Isn't that the, the story? Is that right? Yeah, they offered it to him, and he said no. He passed because he didn't understand it, he said. Mm. Regrets much, Al? Uh, yeah, because nothing worked out for that's him That's true. His that. career went right downhill after that. <laughs> I won an Oscar. Sorry, that's your thing. Uh, he also hosts a podcast called The Wretched Hive and would love a cheap plug. Christine. Does he have a name is also Christine? Does the boyfriend have a name? Which, which is not included in the email at all, by the way. I'll just have you know. You got the plug in, but you left his name out. Dave. Happy birthday, Dave. Welcome. Thanks for coming. Uh, here's Al Pacino wishing you a happy birthday while simultaneously auditioning for the role of Obi-Wan Kenobi. In the Winter Olympics, I think this would be a difficulty factor of eight, I think. If Stick the landing, motherfucker. Ooh, uh, <laughs> Happy birthday, Dave. The Force is what gives a Jedi his power. It's an energy field created by all living things. <laughs> it surrounds us and penetrates us. Binds the galaxy together. <laughs> Use the fucking force, Luke. Ooh, uh. There you go. Happy birthday, sir. That oh, is so man. awesome. That's a, that's a strong Al Pacino there. He's been he's done that impression forever. Yeah, but that that was that was really strong. That was yeah. I've I've played that clip. I can't even tell you how many times. And <laughs> that's pretty I cool. Freaking love that. And that little Jay Moore reference in there. If you have to back it up a little bit, yeah. it's it's <laughs> pretty nasty, but it's it's still funny. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I I can't believe Good that Christine stuff. would leave your name out of that uh, email though to get that over. I can't. Believe How that inconsiderate of her nice. to to not even mention your name. I hope you gave wow. her a good what for for the whole evening because <laughs> she forgot your name. Yeah, yeah. By the way, Greg, what for? Really? <laughs> she asks. She asks for your help on writing it, and you do such a good job. You remember the name of the podcast, but you forget. <laughs> you forget my actual name. <laughs> Well, we don't know your name. We, we think it's Harry half the time, so what the hell, man? I got the fucking plug in there. What do you want from me? <laughs> How hard is it to write a fucking email? I mean, come on. <laughs> All I'll say to that is, with Greg, I've trained him well. <laughs> Steve was the mastermind behind all of this. No, that was really cool. So how was the show, Dave? What were your impressions of uh, Hollywood Babylon? Oh, it's, it's the second time I've been to a, a Babylon show. The first time I went with uh, Scott and Karen. They introduced me to this. Woo. Thank you. Nice. And it, it was a really, really good show. I mean, let's be honest. When you're doing 
when you're doing a podcast, when you're doing stand-up comedy, not every night is as good as every other night. That's right. that is just how it goes. And that was a really strong night for both of them. It was a really live crowd. There was a lot going on, a lot of back and forth, and I just loved it. And afterwards, uh, Ralph actually hung out, was hanging out at the bar at the, the Hollywood Improv, and he bought me a beer. Wouldn't let me buy him a drink as a thank you for the shout-out. He bought me a beer. So Ralph Garman bought me a drink for my birthday. That's a that's a birthday story you cannot put a price on. Yeah, that's okay. awesome. That's got, fantastic. Look, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of both of those guys, but Ralph Garman, uh, for all the people that are listening that don't know, uh, was on a local radio show here called K-Rock for many, many years um, and was just recently let go uh, and is doing a lot more now uh, in, the, in the podcast empire, uh, obviously Kevin Smith's uh, thing. But he is just a damn good guy and um, big shout out to him. So he was, he was the, yeah. the, the primary architect of the humor on Kevin and Bean. On the Kevin and Bean show, right? On K-Rock, right? Yeah, and yeah. he also, I mean, he was the guy that did all the voices or a good portion of them, and he also was doing their uh, entertainment bit at the end of every hour. Got so. it, okay. And yeah. since Ralph gave us a shout-out, I am compelled to our, you know, couple dozen listeners, listeners as opposed to the 61,000 or whoever <laughs> have downloaded that podcast. Right. I am compelled to mention that uh, since Ralph was let go by K-Rock, he has become a professional podcaster. And if you want to support Ralph or check out his comedy, if you listen to the uh, Hollywood Babylon, that's free. And if you like the comedy that you hear there, uh, check out Ralph's podcast, The Ralph Report, which he charges a very modest fee for. But it's how the man makes his living right now. So – yeah. If you like his humor, check him out. Help put some food on his table. Yeah, you can sign up for it on Patreon, and it's called The Ralph Report. Yeah. So, so probably something like patreon.com forward slash The Ralph Report. Yeah, don't ask me to spell that one because I honestly don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And and seriously, thanks, Ralph, for buying our boy a beer. So. Yeah. And thanks for the shout-out, man. Thank you very much. Yeah. That's awesome. Very cool. Now, we, ha- we have to get to the second part of this story. It's sort of related with um, – mm. Kevin Smith. So, uh, so Kevin, Kevin Smith was in great health, by the way, when that show was over. <laughs> so I watched him run out the door, and the man was fine. So let's lay the, so let's lay this out. That Kevin sprinting that, out the door. So let's oh, lay he this. Was sprinting. That's no lie. <laughs> so let's lay out the timeline here. So the show, the Hollywood Babylon, was Saturday night. Yeah. Right. Late. Late, Late. Saturday night. Sunday. Uh, Greg, you went to see Kevin Smith perform live in Orange County, correct? Uh, yes and no. Okay. Um, the show was actually in Glendale. It was oh. the show. It was in Glendale. It was a it was a TV taping. He was he was uh, taping for a a special. I don't know if it was, he's done several DVDs. He mentioned on stage that he had hadn't done one for uh, for. Uh, on this the stage show he hadn't done one for like six or seven years he'd just been kind of taking the podcast on tour and whatnot and so he was set to tape two shows at the alex theater in glendale which is an old theater in downtown glendale lovely little place i wouldn't and i was luckily lucky enough to get to the first show so they were doing uh, two shows that night to piece together uh one uh one dvd edit edit together so it's like one show right so he's doing yeah. it twice yeah okay yeah. Got it. So and, and it would have been it would have been probably like an hour and a half. You know, typically his DVDs would run like an hour and a half or something. He was on stage for a good, for the better part of of two hours. It yeah. was, is what it was, and and it, it it wasn't much longer than that, but it was the better part of two hours. And he was he was really funny. He was he was really funny. He uh, he he was a little bit, you know it. 
and it, at the time that the show was going on, I'm like, well, maybe he's just nervous because it's been a while because it, it didn't seem like what I had seen on mm. the previous shows from the DVDs that I had watched yeah. and, and whatnot. Mm. Uh, and then it turns out, after the first show, I left, I had dinner with my wife, and we went home, and the, n- the next morning I wake up, and he had canceled the sh- second show because he had suffered a serious heart attack and was taken to the to the hospital and, and very nearly died. So it turns out I literally almost watched that man die on stage. Yeah, so Kevin Smith um, <laughs> on Twitter uh, the next morning says, after the first show this evening... Or I guess it was later that evening. I had a massive heart attack, Smith wrote on Twitter in the early hours of Monday morning with an accompanying picture of him in the hospital, in a hospital bed covered in tubes. Quote, the doctor who saved my life told me I had 100% blockage of my LAD artery, a.k.a. the Widowmaker. If I hadn't canceled show two to go to the hospital, I would have died tonight. But for now, I'm still above ground, he said. And see, now all that makes sense because of the just the the slight offness of, that I that you saw in him on stage. The dude was literally suffering a heart attack in front of everybody in that theater that night. It's it's completely obvious now. At the wow, time, it was wow. not because he was funny. He was up. He was doing stuff. He was you know he was just being Kevin Smith. It's just it was it. it, it but it's really kind of scary that how much that guy was suffering. Uh, and nobody knew, not even he did. But you noticed, you said, you noticed that from previous performances that he didn't seem quite like his normal self, his normal comedic like personality. Well, I say I notice, and, and Scott, the only reason I say I notice is because I know this in hindsight. Like okay. At the time, mm. yeah. it, it didn't look anything more than like a slight case of nerves, maybe. That's what it looked like. Right. That's And that's all I'm saying is piecing together the fact, you know, you know what he does, his live stand-up performances like. Mm-hmm. You did notice at least a little bit of a hint of it, even with the, you know, in hindsight, we know now what was going on. But hmm. I've seen a lot of his his uh, his specials that he does, his uh, uh, An Evening with Kevin Smith. I think he does like three of those and a couple other specials out there. So I know he has a certain way of – he does sweat a lot. I, I will say that. <laughs> But you said you you kind of picked up on that afterwards in hindsight. Yeah, yeah. Just just the 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 nature of the performance makes a lot more sense knowing that the guy was literally about to die on stage. Wow. Wow. Yeah. When you tweeted out, I th- or no, you didn't tweet out. You you messaged us and said something like, "I almost saw a man die on stage last night." And I'm like, "Wait, did Kevin Smith die?" And you know, I'm scrambling to look at. That uh, the news feeds and wow, mm-hmm. boy, that's that's some scary stuff. There, he's forty-seven. Yeah, yeah, was... he's he's six months younger than I am. Yeah, wow, that's that's intense. I think I read something about him saying maybe it's time to go vegan or time to change my lifestyle, yeah. which is good. Um, well, he he did okay. So we all know Kevin Smith. If you do, if you don't know him, we all are pretty much fans of him. Uh, he's always been a very large man, mm-hmm. uh, but in recent years, he's lost, I think, upwards of 85 pounds and has, yeah. has kind of got himself onto a regimen of staying a little bit more healthy and fit. But that takes a lot of toll on, a, on, the, on the body, on the heart and everything. So, you know, it could have been. And plus, his father also died, for, I believe, from a massive heart attack. Mm-hmm. So there could be some hereditary issues there. There could be other things, too. But Yeah. Uh, well... He's above ground, yes. to use his line, and uh, thank goodness for that. So, Kevin, if you're listening, uh, get better. 
Yeah, you know, he pulled up. through. I'm I'm glad I didn't see the the end of Kevin Smith. That would have been really bizarre and and just it's a reminder to all of us that, you know, even, no matter how old you are, doesn't care doesn't matter if you're in your 20s or 30s or whatever, you know. Yeah. Your your body is a fragile machine and we all need to take care of it. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt about that. All right. Well, we we got past it, Kevin. You're going to recover. Congratulations. Get back on stage, man. Yeah. We need you. All right, guys, we got news to cover. Let's do it. From ABC News World Headquarters, this is ABC World News Tonight. No, it's not. It's Star Wars news with the Wretched Hive. So be it. Well, guys, we have a release date for the Blu-ray for Episode 8, The Last Jedi. The Blu-ray release scheduled for March 13th has apparently a ton of bonus material. I've got here, this is HollywoodReporter.com. says there's 14 deleted scenes. Ryan Johnson has said uh, that there is a ton of material that was cut from his first draft of the film. The the Blu-ray will have two behind-the-scenes featurettes. One is called The Director and the Jedi, and the other, The Balance of the Force. So this is going to be a pretty impressive box set, it looks like. Drops March 13th uh, digitally, and the Blu-ray is actually available in stores March 27th. So you can download the digital on the 13th. Now, it, but if you pre-order the Blu-ray, you don't get a digital code when you pre-order it, right? So we're talking about ordering the digital separate from a box that you buy in the store if you want to get it early. Is that right? Wait, say that. Say that again. So if you, you confuse me. Okay, so I I have that effect on people. <laughs> so if I want to watch it on March thirteenth, digitally, and I buy a digital, I pre-order the physical copy. When mm-hmm. I pre-order the physical copy, can I get my digital copy right then? No. 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 I don't think so. Right, because it's a piece of no, paper. Physical. Yeah, the physical copy yeah. comes with a piece of paper in it that's a download code. Right. Yeah. So, so if I want to watch yeah, they, it on the 13th, I'm buying an extra copy, essentially. Yeah. Unless maybe on Amazon, maybe there's some special on Amazon that lets you download it immediately. But yeah, typically it's like like Dave said, you know, you buy it at Best Buy, you open up the box, and there's a paper inside that has your code to download. And yeah. and what they're doing is that they release the digital early, but they don't let you rent the digital version until a couple of weeks after the physical box has gone on sale because hmm. i wanted to my plan was that the digital copy of thor ragnarok came out two weeks ago and my plan was to to rent that bad boy and watch it and then go see black panther right away but no it's not available i can't rent the digital thor ragnarok until after the 4k box comes out next tuesday and why the fuck am i going to rent it at that point when i'm just buying the 4k box the movie's fantastic fantastic it's one of my favorite marvel movies of all time dave we had this conversation yesterday what what say you about thor ragnarok i i say it's a crappy movie and i know it even though i haven't seen it because i know <laughs> it you have no idea sir you're gonna be you're gonna be in for such a surprise <laughs> oh yes i'm gonna be in for such a surprise well the flip side the flip side of the same coin is uh i've been asked i've been dying to ask scott yes. are you going to buy this movie 
Yeah. Oh, well, that's that. I needed to lead into this. Uh, All right. No. Uh, We're I'm talking gonna... about episode eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last uh, no, definitely Thor Ragnarok, uh, <laughs> but not okay. not episode eight. Uh, by the You're way, not going to buy episode eight. No, we talked about this, and Dave called bullshit on me. So I'm going to just do this right now. Uh, our couple dozen fans out there, uh, I'm going to be setting up a, a GoFundMe project. <laughs> so if you'd like to. Help Scott fund <laughs> the Last Jedi Blu-ray 4K. You're not gonna resist not buying this. Movie. You're not gonna resist this. Movie. I will. Come I on. will continue to call bullshit on this. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> He's gonna walk in the night. We re- the first night it's available. Walk in this garage, holding his copy. I gotta do something to give Dave a bunch of shit. I, I know, mean, come on. True. Uh, all right. So, Dave, are you gonna buy Thor Ragnarok? Yes, I'm going to buy. Th- I have all the Marvel movies. Okay. I am buying Thor Ragnarok. Okay. okay, it's happening. It's real. Wow. I'm buying the box set, regardless of what Christine is going to say or do when I do that. I'm buying the the box edition. Now, whoa, 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 back up a second. So you haven't because of this, you haven't seen Black Panther yet. I haven't, but I'm not going to lie. The box office business that that thing is doing, I don't know that I want to be a part of those crowds. Oh yeah, it was it was terrifying mm-hmm. the opening weekend. It was. Uh... Yeah, it, it, we went on a Sunday night at ten. Actually, we got there at eight, and the last showing that was not sold out was ten thirty and eleven o'clock at two different theaters. So mm. it was it was packed. It was crazy packed. Yeah, so I'm just like, I no, I'm gonna let it, it. It works out, honestly. I'll be able to see Thor. The crowds will have calmed down for Black Panther, and then I can go see that in a little more of a, a controlled, less zany environment, which will be better for me and happier for me i'll be able to focus on what's on the screen but i i don't even know what it did it make another 100 102 105 million what did it make the last weekend i mean that was crazy numbers seriously it made it made a lot it was over it made 108 million dollars last weekend oh my god it's made over 400 million dollars to date it's the biggest grossing movie of 2018 it's made more than movies two through nine on the top grossing list of 2018 movies put oh. together wow yeah, it's it is it is outpacing the Last Jedi at this point. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> do you I knew wanna, that would make Scott happy. Do you even want to be on the show anymore? I love Star Wars. <laughs> That's why I have a problem with Ryan. Lifelong Johnson. Star Wars. Fan. I am a lifelong. Well, I know. Star- All right. Wow. You make my heart sad. <laughs> well, good on Black Panther and the folks yeah. that made that movie. It's a really fun movie. And I, I think you are going to be pleasantly surprised with Thor Ragnarok, Dave. I can't wait to hear your review after you see it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 well, I'll say this. It's got to be better than Justice League. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. God. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, that's... Last yeah. Jedi was better than the Justice League, so I'm good. I'm down with that. Yeah. Wow. Wait a minute. Hang on. Did Scott just give The Last Jedi a compliment? I uh, want to pause for a second here. A backhanded, yes, but a compliment nonetheless. Let's let's step back, gentlemen. <laughs> let's step back here. I know you guys are going to pick on me for this, but let's just let, let me I'm going to put this out on the line right now. Last Jedi was better than <laughs> Oh, crap. All of the DC uni- extended universe or whatever is out there except Wonder Woman. Wow, okay. Yeah. Wonder Woman's a good movie. Black yeah. Panther has made more money than Wonder Woman, but it, it was a good movie. Yeah. Well, so do we do we consider the Nolan Batman flicks part of the DC cinematic universe, whatever they're calling the DC I movies? No. I don't think so. They're too good for that. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. So it's just the Batfleck ones, and so it's basically just Man of Steel. Yep. 
Batman versus Supes, Wonder Woman, and Justice League at this point, right? Yep. And Suicide Squad. Oh, Suicide Squad, yeah. And, oh, God. Oh. <laughs> Oscar-winning, <laughs> Academy Award-winning Suicide Squad. Fuck off. What a, what a, <laughs> it happens. What that a complete piece of shit that suicide, movie was. Suicide Squad won an Academy Award. Shawshank Redemption won zero. That's yeah. a true fact. Oh, uh, my uh, God. Yeah. You know, I realized it was something like sound design or something like that, something yeah. lame like that, but there was nothing memorable about that movie. Nope. Nothing. Horrible. Nope. Horrible film. Horrible. Uh, we do have some better news that than that though. Let's 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 move on. Um, episode nine yes. has a script. J.J. Abrams has the script for episode nine in his hot little hands, and he is fired up about it. Um, and he, has he mentioned that Ray's a Kenobi yet. Has that been mentioned at all? <laughs> She's not a Kenobi. <laughs> mm. Mm. I'm gonna bite my tongue because I I already said that I went I, I gave that up. But in my heart, I still believe it. But no, but no, she's a Skywalker. She's a Skywalker, clearly. Uh, so JJ went on the Colbert show. Oh, nice. and uh, talked about the fact that they have a script. We uh, we have a script. What? Which is a big deal for me. Um, Doesn't it start shooting this summer? It starts shooting uh, end of July. Okay, yeah. So yeah. A script would be handy. Uh, <laughs> or we, improv. We were, were. Could we have the suggestion of a time period and a location, please? I heard Galaxy Far, Far Away and a long time ago. God, Colbert is so good. He's great. He's so fucking funny. Yeah, he's fucking uh, sharp. Now, this this clip I pulled for Scott in particular because uh, JJ went on, doesn't have anything to do with Star Wars. Well, it does a little bit. Okay. Uh, they talked about a, ch- a meeting that they had. That uh, JJ and uh, Colbert had in uh, Colbert's office. I tell them what you did right before Star Wars. If you want to, you, you, I'm not sure what you're going to say. You called me up. You were in New York, and it was about two weeks before the yeah. movie opened. You said, "Can I come to your office and just drink?" <laughs> you came to my office. You came to my office, right. and you, I poured just two glasses of Jameson. No. And you're like, "Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know." <laughs> in fairness, I didn't say, "Can I come to your office and just drink?" Yes. I said, "Can I come to your office and drink?" Assuming we have a good conversation. And right, we, exactly. And we did have a good conversation. It was just drink. That might be a little. Yeah, yeah, creepy. yeah. JJ likes the Jamesons. Okay, there's hope for episode nine. <laughs> I heard that. And I'm like, oh my god, that's awesome. Okay, JJ, I'm gonna just tell you right now, buddy. Okay. I got a lot of faith in you right now. You just drink up, and you write that shit. That's what I'm. That's what I, I just want it. I want Irish brawls. Mm. I want leprechauns. You name it. I want this. I, this is going to be great. This is going to be great. You could have leprechauns sure. in the Star Wars universe. Yep. You were getting very close to the sexy Kevin voice there for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh JJ, <laughs> loving the Jamesons. I'm telling you. <laughs> Oh, Dave. Sounds like sexy Kylo Ren too. There's <laughs> a little weirdness there going on. Dave, don't don't call me Harry Potter. God. I'm I'm watching you right now on your little screen, Dave. You guys are creeping me out. To plug your podcast. <laughs> you guys are. I've got a plug for you, but I think you'll like where I'll put it. All right, that's enough. 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 Little weird. Enough. Little weird guys. Enough. Let's let's change the subject entirely and talk about Mark Hamill, who is receiving a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Uh, I this, was amazed he doesn't have one. I know. I it. was too, actually, yeah. 
this is according to Variety.com. Mark Hamill, who rose to fame as Luke Skywalker in the Star Wars series, will receive a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame on March 8th. And I think that's happening at 1130. Now, guys, my office is not far from the El Capitan Theater. Oh. Pretty close, where it's going to be... Uh, going to be held right out in front of the El Capitan Theater. I just might try to skip out and run over there if I can. No guarantees, but yeah, I will try. Uh, Hamill will receive the 2,630th star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame with the ceremony taking place in front of the El Capitan Theater at 11.30 a.m. Sweet. And uh, George, Star Wars creator George Lucas and Hamill's co-star Harrison Ford will help MC. With Leron Gubler, president and CEO of Hollywood Chamber of Commerce. We're going to have Harrison Ford talking to a crowd of people on Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> Can you imagine? It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'd like to thank Mark Hamill for being here today. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's, he's in a movie with me, and that's about all he does. Yeah, he's Luke Skywalker. Laser swords. <laughs> Laser swords. <laughs> Uh yeah, so that's that's pretty awesome. Good for him. Mark deserves it, man. He does. He's a great guy. Just for Luke, but I mean, he could he deserves one just for the Joker, arguably. I I'm I'm actually a little disappointed. I would like some more Joker Trump. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, oh, you are not kidding about that either. Yeah, that is some <laughs> strong strong work that he does. Seriously, I would. Oh my God, Mark, so good. please come on, man. Just imagine him doing like the gun control tweets as the Joker. I mean, that would just be that would be art. That would be Shakespeare the way it was meant to be done. <laughs> think about just think about that for one second, Dave. Him doing the the actual. Did you hear the interview with him today? In the um, with who? Trump or the Joker? The no Trump, not the Joker. <laughs> Trump, Trump with the uh, the uh, senators in his office, telling them, scolding them that they are all afraid of the NRA. I need him so bad right now. Mark, please do this. It would be great. It was wonderful. Now, there's another story here on the... Uh, there's a couple of documentaries that are mentioned on the Blu-ray. One of them is the the director and the Jedi. And it's actually premiering at South by Southwest in Austin, Texas in March. Um, it says, uh, this according to uh, the South by Southwest website, scheduled. SXSW.com. Uh, this is the director and the Jedi. It says an intimate documentary delving into Ryan Johnson's process as he comes in as a director new to the Star Wars universe, a fan since childhood. He sets out to make the most powerful Star Wars movie he can, navigating the mammoth production, the scale of which he's never directed before. We meet his cast and crew, see their individual challenges in bringing the film together, say goodbye to Carrie Fisher and explore the significance of Ryan's most surprising decisions. I thought you were going to say <laughs> Ryan's Johnson. Ryan's Johnson, yeah. That'd be great. So uh, this this sounds awesome. It's like a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour uh, documentary, and it will be uh, premiering at South by Southwest and will appear on the Blu-ray. Now, Steve, do we know for a fact when you watch this documentary on either Blu-ray or 4K, will a hand pop up and hold your hand through the whole two and a half oh, hours? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Possibly. Oh, yeah, I, I don't know. It could happen. He might. 
I don't know. But, you know, there's been this trend. I read an art, another article about a completely different movie and a, direct, a different director re-explaining himself. I can't remember what it was now. Shoot. What was it? But this guy had to go and explain and appease fans. Oh, it was the guy that directed Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh. James Gunn. <clears throat> yes. Somebody was asking about what happened with Groot. Or, or made some reference to to that, well, if Groot dies, you can just regrow him. And James Gunn came out and said, no, 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 Groot is dead. That's Groot's baby. Yeah, baby Groot is son of Groot from son, the first one. Son of Groot, yes. Yeah. So I had to explain that to, to fans. Oh. Yeah. All right. And his, his explanation made sense. He said, if, if, you, if, if you died and you could plant a part of you that would grow, it's not going to grow into you again. It's going to grow into your offspring. Oh. Kind of made sense. Anyway. The offspring, it, it turns into a punk band from, from a Huntington Beach? <laughs> yeah. And... <laughs> That's so yeah. weird. They covered this song, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Greg, right. Greg you got to keep this separated, man. <laughs> oh, here we go. I thought that joke was pretty fly for a white guy. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it there. That's that's great. I think I'm tapped out on on offspring quotes. Actually, <laughs> come on, Steve. You got to have more self esteem than that. Oh <laughs> yes. Well played. All right. There's another uh, documentary that was. Uh, it's. I, I doesn't sound like it's on the Blu-ray, but it was on uh, ABCnews.com. This is uh, reading again from HollywoodReporter.com. Star Wars documentary goes behind the scenes of Skywalker Sound. For those who wonder where Porgs or BB-8s get their sound, ABC News has the answer. In the upcoming documentary, The Force of Sound, ABC News pays a visit to the nerd mecca. Don't really appreciate that, but whatever. Skywalker Ranch to talk to some of those who worked on The Last Jedi's amazing sci-fi noises. Uh, mm-hmm. Quote, it's been kind of a passion project for me, ABC News' Clayton Sandell says. I love Star Wars, but I really love the behind-the-scenes aspect and talking to the creative people that made it all happen. So this is uh, available right now on abcnews.com, and you can check this out. It's called uh, The Force of Sound. Well, I think we know where Steve's poor gets his sound from. <laughs> <laughs> wow! I gotta, I gotta have some porn music cued. This is this episode. You've been watching too much Superman, man. Margot Kidder's. What do you, uh, what do you call this? Off on you. What do you actually? You should get a name for your room here, Steve, where we broadcast from. Uh, what Fifty Shades, Fifty Porgs Free, Fifty Shades of <laughs> the Hive. I don't know, man. Oh my God. All right. <sighs> Uh, let's see. What else do I have here for you guys? Oh, this was big news this week. Um, news out of the Solo universe. Yes. Back to Star Wars and off of the porn. Thank uh, God. So, Solo's, uh, Solo is the the latest Star Wars story, and it will actually be one of the older stories in the cinematic Star Wars universe. It's, uh, ex- again, explaining to... Fans that maybe don't understand the order of of things here that uh, in the Star Wars universe, these movies are not coming out in uh, timeline order. <laughs> I think everybody that listens to this show is 
probably aware of, hopefully, my God. I hope so. Hopefully aware um, that this is a uh, sort of an origin story for Han Solo and therefore happened before A New Hope takes place. All I need to know is, is does this happen before or after the courtship of Princess Leia? <laughs> <laughs> what is the timeline for courtship? before. Okay, before. Uh, and, well, in case you're wondering, you can go actually to Delray's no, sorry, randomhouse.com, randomhousebooks.com has a super cool, have you seen this yet? I haven't. Star Wars uh, novelization timeline. It's got some animations here. I'm looking at it right now. you got the Falcon flying by, and you can scroll through the timeline. So it starts with the novelization of Episode 1. It goes to Episode 2, TV series The Clone Wars, then a Del Rey book called Dark Disciple, uh, episode three novelization, then Catalyst, the Rogue One uh, lead-in, then uh, Star Wars Lords of the Sith, Star Wars Tarkin, Star Wars Last Shot, which I don't think is out yet, but that's a Star Wars. That's a Han Solo uh, story. It's a Han Solo Lando Calrissian story. Oh, that's yes, yes, yes. That's going to be a lot of fun. And then leading into uh, the novelization of Solo, followed by Thrawn. A New Dawn, the Star Wars Rebels TV series, and then Rogue One in Episode 4. So this is a really cool little tool here. So uh, you can scroll through using your mouse or your trackpad and uh, kind of has the timeline laid out for you. It's pretty neat. No, I'm, I'm really disappointed, though. It doesn't have the courtship of Princess Leia in there. Why? Well, who who published that book? Is That that must be... Uh, oh, it was... it was Valentine? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't you have your digital copy on your phone that you read all the time? You can't I look do. that up right now? I cry myself to sleep every night <laughs> reading that. Oh, dear God. <laughs> Go check out Random House, randomhousebooks.com and check out the Star Wars book timeline. Pretty neat. Well done, Random House. Uh, let's see what else I have here. Oh, you know, this was a really interesting story, Dave, that you shared on our uh, on our show thread. Uh, this is from latimes.com. After Black Panther and The Last Jedi, is this the era of artisanal blockbuster? Uh, really interesting story. I'm just going to read a paragraph here. <clears throat> uh, sort of lays out how Star Wars The Last Jedi, Thor Ragnarok, Wonder Woman, Logan, um, Black Panther are all examples of this trend of artisanal blockbusters. So reading from the second paragraph here, each of these films in its own way bears the unmistakable imprint of its director, whether the exploration of identity and representation in Black Panther, the genre sleight of hand in The Last Jedi, the liberating optimism of Wonder Woman, and the absurdist humor of Ragnarok, or the intense character drama of Logan. And that in in and of itself feels like a win for the industry and audiences alike. And we were we were having a little bit of a conversation on the pre-show about how is this sort of the are we in the golden age of high quality blockbuster movies where we're not just getting action for action's sake we're getting story we're getting special effects yes but uh, more than anything else we're just getting good films and they happen to be sci-fi and superheroes it's pretty awesome. It seems like they're really taking the stories more seriously and not, you know, not making just the crap dribble that they were making 10 years ago. 
Unless you're Warner Brothers making the DC Expanded Universe. Uh, well, somebody's got to be the asshole in this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, seriously, why, why... I mean, D- DC really needs to take a page out of the Marvel slash Disney book here. And, and they've got some great characters that they're just totally, totally dropping the ball on. Yeah. It's just well, awful. They, they are, but to... to... I try to build on what Greg was saying, and I'm sorry I interrupted you with my snarky remark, Greg. I just couldn't, I couldn't resist the punchline. <laughs> but I do think that the Renaissance is happening in part because these stories have very wonderfully done characters who are very fully realized, and there's a lot of attention that is paid to character and character bits and character beat and character development, not just the main character or the secondary character, but a lot of the supporting cast. You're in a situation now where the the women in films, they're not always just the chick or the girlfriend or the wife. They're the main character. They're driving a lot of the action that's happening. Hmm. And you're getting these stories that are written and directed and brought to the screen by people of that gender or that ethnicity. I mean, I don't think it's an accident that Wonder Woman was directed by Patty Jenkins. It's a story about the original female superhero brought to life by a woman director for the first time. That Black Panther, who I don't think he was the original black superhero, but certainly was the the most recognized modern black superhero brought to life by a black director. Ryan and, Coogler. Yeah. yeah. And this stuff is all it's all resonating because of all the the work that's put in behind the scenes. And I'm not trying to suggest that these pictures are are Oscar winners or as as deep or profound as some of the other you know great films that have been done over the years. But that's to me why the Renaissance is happening is people are actually paying attention to and not just dashing out another you know shitty picture starring The Rock or something. Right. What do you got against The Rock? Well, some of his stuff is not that good. Jumanji is <laughs> is I haven't seen it yet, so I shouldn't talk about it too much, but just from the box office and the reviews, Jumanji seems like a very solid picture because again, they paid enough attention to the characters. It's not just random action sequence after random action sequence. Which I is am what not- looks like that fucking rock movie in the building is what it looks like from the trailers. Yeah, I am not a huge rock I don't have a problem with the rock, but I'm not the hugest fan, but he makes movies that are just strictly kind of by the numbers and they're all kind of of the same quality. So they're all kind of decent. Mm-hmm. They're all okay. You know, nothing is like offensive about any of them, but no, none of them are really like super fantastic or anything like that. So take yeah. that for what you will. You got to hand it to that guy though. He, he, he knows how to leverage his skill set and make fun of himself and just kind of have fun with what he's doing. Um, he's a, he seems like a positive guy. You know, I kind of, I kind of admire that guy. He's really made a career for himself. Yeah. There's no, 100%. 100%. Yeah. 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 There's no, there's no question about that. I think it's just the choices that he makes is a little bit, uh, what's the term? I'm so familiar. It starts with an M. What is that? <laughs> term? Like he's, he's, he's the Foo Fighters of actors. Is what no, I've I've heard some good stuff about the Jumanji film. I'd like to check it out. <laughs> no, I, I will be checking the Jumanji film out. That's that is a great cast. I mean, it's The Rock, it's Jack Black, it's Kevin Hart, yeah. it's uh, Kieran Gillum. Like it, it, that is a solid solid cast, and the premise is a great updating 
of the original uh, Robin Williams movie from the 1990s. Yeah. It looks a lot of fun. Yeah. By the way, yeah. Dave, you mentioned something about Black Panther. You didn't know which one was the uh, first uh, black superhero. It is actually Black Panther is in mainstream comic books uh, July 1966, I believe it was Fantastic Four was his first appearance. Yep. Yeah, go. I just I didn't want to speak with authority on that because I wasn't 100 percent sure. I can't remember a lot of the DC, the early DC pantheon of stuff and some of the 50s superhero nonsense that was put out. So I don't want to. I, I was, was uncomfortable say, speaking with authority. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, as far as the DC universe, um, I, I would I would say you have your John Stewart Green Lantern, but that wasn't probably until. Late seventies, maybe early eighties. Yeah, I think I think yeah. early eighties. Yeah, you would have Black Lightning, who was specifically created for the Super Friends, if I'm not mistaken, right? <laughs> yeah, so that would be the seventies, and I just I always think of Sinbad from Saturday Night Live whenever people think of <laughs> so awful. I know I'm a horrible person. And then the other one that's out there would be like um, Cyborg and Teen Titans. Teen Titans was seven, ah, right? Yeah. Was Teen Titans seventies? Oh yeah, well yeah, George Perez in the seventies. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the Perez Wolfman stuff that was eighties, wasn't it? That was in response to the the Claremont Byrne X Men stuff, wasn't it? Well, that was seventies too. That was seventies too. Yeah. Hmm. Dave is going to go on a rampage researching this one, but uh, don't forget uh, Luke Cage also on on Marvel's. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, well, I, I was I was specifically going for DC. There's what I was going for. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No worries. Yeah. What era yeah, was but Luke yeah, you Cage? Have Luke Cage, Power Man, and you have Black Goliath. Don't forget uh, that that Luke, wonderful idea. Luke, Luke Cage was <laughs> was Luke Cage seventy seventy one right around there. Sweet uh, Christmas he was. Yes, yeah. yeah. That that was that was a, a direct representation of the black exploitation films. Is what it was. Oh, okay. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. Because hmm. my God, if you ever looked at his original outfit, oh, it, oh yeah, it was sweet, sweet beauty, just oh. <laughs> Nice. So it's definitely a product of the times and not at mm. all racist. <laughs> <laughs> not the first, the a first, little the, bit. The first appearance of the Teen Titans, guys, 1964. Wow. Okay. Wow. I so when did the when did the para, the, the Wolfman Paras run start? Uh, I think so I, that's actually the 70s revival. Like, so that would have been about 76 was when they were reintroduced. And the new Teen Titans, which is the big Perez, Dick Giordano run, that was 1980. Okay, that's probably what I'm thinking of. Because I always remember the, the Judas contract and all that stuff. That was that was all 80s. Yes, yeah. yes, okay. for sure. For all sure. Right. Yeah, and, that, and that, that, all that technically is like the new Teen Titans specifically. So... Yeah, the Teen Titans. But yeah, the Teen Titans, 1964. How about that? That's crazy. Wow. That is crazy. But back to Black Lightning for a second. I that, <laughs> that guy was cool. Like, I I would play Black Lightning as a kid. We would play Super Friends. I'd be like, yeah, you know what? I'll be Black Lightning today. That's fine. <laughs> Has anybody seen the show that's on the uh, this, the old C-Dub? Everybody's favorite teen drama network? Has anybody watched the Black Lightning show? No. 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 I have not either. I I'm didn't even know there was a. I didn't know there was a Black Lightning show that's on right now. Uh, it's it just started within the past couple months. Okay. Can can I just say that out of all the superhero uh, shows and and movies that are out there, we are at a point, gentlemen, where it is seriously. There's so much I can't keep you can't track keep of up. It. No, yeah. I can't. Yeah. There's there's Marvel stuff I haven't been watching either, and I, but I, I am really fucking psyched. For this uh, new mutants film, oh my god! 
That got delayed. It's not coming out yeah. till next year now. Oh, yeah. what? That's true. Damn yeah. it. That's a true story. I'm disappointed, too, because that thing looks really, really... It looks a real departure from what you expect mm-hmm. of a superhero movie. Yeah. yeah. It looked like a horror movie. It looked awesome. Was it scheduled for this summer, and they put it on? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it was sometime uh, this summer, and yeah, now it's next year. There's so you can much... Find, you can find a teaser trailer on YouTube. You should check it out. It's It's bizarre. Yeah, it's scary, actually. It's real scary and creepy looking, and... I loved it. I love the logo. It reminded me of uh, some of their earlier stuff. Uh, the, the yeah, ti- the, the, title the work. Sankowitz, the yeah. Sankowitz, Sarah. Totally. Oh my god, I love that. Yeah. Huh. I wonder so, how much. It, I wonder how much of that delay is because of the uh, competi- the competition this summer. There's just so many g- in- incredible movies coming. Yeah, it's gonna be packed. Yeah. Anyway, so sorry, Greg. I was gonna say, uh, taking it back to we're talking we're on TV shows. I'm gonna take it back to Star Wars for just a second. I am supremely disappointed in myself, guys, and even more so now because I'm starting to read some things on the internet. I have not watched a single episode of Rebels since it has come back. Oh, there's some spoilers out there on the internet, man. You got to be careful. I've I've been very careful. I'm staying away from it, and and all I all I see is headlines saying that. Rebels is changing the Star Wars canon forever. And I was like, oh God, what's happening on this show? <laughs> yeah, and like, I, I know why, and I'm not, I will not spoil you, but I, I know why that's being said. And it's kind, it's really surprising. Yeah, I'll, just, I'll just leave it at that. There, I, I, do, I do not watch Rebels, and I kind of feel bad about it, but since I don't watch Rebels, I have no problem reading the articles about it, and all I'll say is there's some shit going down. Yeah. And it's Rebels canon. is a very entertaining show. It's I'm I'm really surprised that I like it as much as I do. It's very entertaining. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I watched um, I watched it early. I watched a little bit of Rebels the first couple of seasons. We've talked, Greg. You and I reviewed a couple of the shows. I think um, mm-hmm. early early on. Uh, but yeah, this latest we we should commit all of us to watching the last. I think the first episode from the relaunch this. That just happened three weeks ago. Yeah, and then last week's episode, huge stuff is going down. Okay, and we so we should. I mean, they're only twenty two minutes. We should plug into that and then come back next next show. We'll review. How give many us, seasons? Give us our total opinion. Four. Well, uh, this is the fourth and last season. Okay. Yeah. yeah this is. Yeah, it. This is it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, just a quick aside for the show notes for next episode. Yeah. I will do a review of uh, Leia, Princess of Aldron. Okay, got it. I will make a note of that. I finished that off at lunch today. Excellent. Nothing like finish finishing one off at lunch. <laughs> All right. Uh, he's, he's speechless. And you get mad at me for the things I say. He's speechless. Were you... Nah, never mind. Oh, Were you in the car when you finished it off? I am I never... in the parking lot, if I you am... must know. I'm driving myself next yeah, time. Yeah, I'm never driving with you again. Uh, all right, guys, we got to we got to hit on two two last stories here. What, what do we have to hit on? Uh, one is well, there's we they're both a, mother Trebek. They're both about <laughs> toys, actually. So one is this new uh, Propel. This company Propel makes these battle drones. Uh, they have a Tie Fighter and an X-wing. And these things look super cool. You gotta find the video. There's the the site that I'm looking at is uh, Apple Insider, but you can go to YouTube and just search for Propel Battle Drones, and uh, it looks like a really cool toy. But the one I really want to get to is this. Uh, oh yeah, is the Jabba Sail Barge. We are going to be talking a lot about this. Yeah. So uh, 
has. Uh, do, you have, do you have room in your garage for this? Garage? I'm mounting this son of a bitch on my boat. So Hasbro has <laughs> has this uh, initiative called HasLab, and basically it's uh, they create three dimensional toys, uh, uh, you know, using a computer. Which, uh, which do so much better design. than their two dimensional toys design. <laughs> and um, look, kid, a piece of paper. <laughs> 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 oh my god, and, uh, that was that was Kenner's uh, But rollout. they don't mass produce these toys. They just make them in three dimensions on the computer and then to gauge fan interest and to see if folks will buy this thing. So they there was one they had at New York uh, Toy Fair. This thing, it's like five feet long. It's huge. Yeah. It's like actual scale for a three and three quarter inch figure. I can't wait. It's enormous. And I think they're going for what, four ninety nine? Four ninety nine. Yeah. So yeah. they put it out there. Basically they're not going to mass produce it unless they have enough pre orders. Yeah. And I think they're looking at ten thousand pre orders. Was it is it that high? Yeah. It's oh. something very high. Uh I don't know where where that stands if if they have enough pre-orders to actually make this thing but it looks impressive okay i'm gonna back this way up guys because yeah. uh, uh first of all i i realized that this is how i know dave doesn't read my articles because he reposted this article in our thread uh and i love you for it man i really do uh, but I'm, I'm sorry. Who are you again? <laughs> <laughs> and in, in his defense, none of us read your articles. I know. Okay. I know. All right. Uh, so this is an item that people have been wanting for a long time. Like we're talking all the way back to 1983. Mm. And uh, what we got back then from the old Kenner line was uh, these little mini rigs they put out. Mm. One of them kind of looked like a, a little mini version of the Java sail barge. But my God, all through the new modern era of the figures, people have been sending it in, petitions left and right. I thought there's no way they're ever going to do it or they're going to do some shrunk down version of kind of like the Rebel Transport from 1982, hmm. 1981, 82, Empire Strikes Back era. Uh, to see this thing and the size and what you can do. I mean, it comes with a Jabba figure. It's full cloth sails. This thing is Mammoth, dude! I can't even. <laughs> it looks awesome. You need two people to carry it. It, it looks, yeah, it looks really cool. Go, go to screenrant.com and search for Java Sail Barge, and you'll find this article. All right, guys, I got a quick impromptu Star Wars choices. Sorry, Steve, I'm throwing this at you real quick. Yeah. Um, oh. I don't know if you got the, the theme song queued up there, but I'm. Gonna throw Are it at you, you kidding, you producer extraordinaire? Here we go. It's a little game we like to call Star Wars Choices. Think of a hard choice you'll face in the near future. It's true. Okay, would you rather be intimate with a Wookiee? Choose wisely. Or be intimate with Ula, but Jabba gets to watch? I just assume he's a Wookiee. Why do I have to choose? Star Wars Choices! Impromptu! From Greg Lent! On the Wretched High podcast, nobody else, you'll never hear this on anybody else's show. All righty, guys. Exclusive have, to the Wretched High. We have a serious choice to make, and this is a hard choice, because I'm thinking about it, and I don't know the answer right now. I'm okay. pretty sure I know the answer, but I don't know. So we have a limited budget. We can get one item. Mm. We can get Jabba Sail Barge here. We can get the $800 Lego Millennium Falcon, or we can get the $1,500 one-to-one screen model 
Millennium Falcon that comes over like two years and you've got to put it together. You can only buy one. What do you buy? Oh my god. Oh, oh man. I I can I can I ask a question? Yes. A clarifying question. Yes. Do we have a slave Leia action figure to go with the Java sail barge? It's already I'm made. Going to, I'm it, going to say yes. Yes, it's already okay. out there. Wow. It's already wow. out there. So now it's you already can't... hanging on my wall. <laughs> so but that that's that's gonna be a retro figure because Disney no longer sells that figure. No, they do. That's no, not... they do not. Yeah, they no, do. They, they, they famously announced they would not sell this figure anymore, Scott. Okay. They said they would... Yeah, that's a true story. You, that happened. You can't buy a new one. That's fake news, <laughs> gentlemen. <laughs> fake news. All right, I am, I am prepared to offer my choice here. Uh, Excellent. I am buying that uh, mail-order Millennium Falcon piece by piece. Absolutely. That sure. thing is bitching. Yeah. And I'm mounting it on my wall in my living room or above my bed. Uh, Dave. Maybe not Dave above next. the bed. Yeah, I will I will echo Steve's choice and I will say the only the only thing that could actually knock that off for me is if they did some kind of uh, similar scale model thing of an ad at. Excellent. Ad at like life size for three and three quarters. Figures? Oh yeah. Okay, so yeah, wait, no, like like awesome. actual shooting size, because that's the Millennium Falcon is actual shooting size. What the mod, the the one to one model of what they yeah. filmed in the movie. Yeah. So yeah. an at a similar deal with an ad at. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. wait, how big was that shooting size Falcon? What, what uh, are we... it, it was about it was about four foot by two foot, something like that. It's not quite twice as big as that. Okay. Okay. Um. All right, I I'm gonna put it out there. I'm going with Java Sail Barge. Ooh, okay. I am. Okay. I, I, res- I respect it, even though it's not my choice. I respect it. And you yeah, have I, you have like every toy Millennium Falcon made. I do ever made in your garage. I do pretty much. Yeah. Well, there were ones that were repeated over and over. I didn't buy the duplicate boxes, but yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I also am gonna go with the the. The replica of the shooting model of the Millennium Falcon as well, only because it's a freaking screen. Or it's it's like yeah. the actual thing that they shot with, you know. So and it's it's detailed to that kind of specification. And that is fucking cool. But I think the fun value of, of actually owning something would go to the Lego Millennium Falcon and putting that thing together. That would mm-hmm. be so fun to put that thing together. Yeah, it would so be. Was- although although you get to assemble the screen accurate one as well, it just takes a year and a half, right? Because you get piece <laughs> by piece. <laughs> Well, that's, so here's, that's, that's about here's how a long follow-up the... question. What will the wretched wives do to all of us for these choices? Mm. <laughs> do they need to uh, know? <laughs> if, what wretched wife after the after I buy it? <laughs> <laughs> there's your there's your Star Wars choice oh, for you. God. Are you kidding me? She is out the door as soon as, left, as, soon as the thing comes hey, in the house. Hey, I got to find a place to put this thing, right? So I got to make the space. You got to make space. So one's got to go. And oh man, why are my suitcases out on the front porch? Don't worry, honey. <laughs> Star Wars choices. Good one, Greg. All right. Well, from one Greg bit right into another one. Here we go. It's the Star Wars Tweet of the Week. Really? Curious. Because everybody knows that Twitter is a source of endless positivity. You're gravely mistaken. Go 
come to your senses! Well, uh, there are a few Twitter accounts that are kind of funny. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, what'd you pull up for us this week, my friend? And this show has just flown by this week. It's been... I, I didn't realize we were so close to the end of the show, I would have kept my filthy mouth shut. But... Speaking of filthy mouths, guys, <laughs> this week, <laughs> that's right, <laughs> Slutty Ray's in the house. Oh, yes! My new at, favorite, my new favorite one, Slutty Ray. At Hoass Ray from just, uh, let's see, this is February. <laughs> we're going to get hashtag me too guys. I just want to throw that I out there. I know, it's very true. We it might. It says, the moisture Ben is wiping off his face in our second <laughs> force time call. God. was exactly what you thought it was. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, where, what, what, what are we doing today, guy? I don't know. This is We hit a new low. Oh, we have man. hit a new low. Oh, my God. So, kids, Hoas Ray is an adult content Twitter handle. Please read responsibly. <laughs> uh, I think you need to uh, warn your co-hosts also. We need to be, be a little more responsible with our choices here. Ooh, hello. Wow. Well, if you've ever hooked up with uh, Slutty Ray, you can uh, give us a call on the Wretched Hive hotline and tell us all about it. 562-455-4483. That's... Five six two four five five hive. That's H I V E. And uh, why do we spell hive, Dave? H I V E. And I see what you did there. You said you were going to go one way, and you went exactly the opposite direction. <laughs> I tried. I tried. Uh, man. Well, look us up on Facebook if you still want to be our friends after this show. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash Wretched Hive Podcast. You can email us your uh, disgust and uh, unhappiness with the content of this week's show uh, by shooting us an email at wretchedhive at yahoo.com you can find us on twitter we've got uh, super super twitter user greg lent manning the twitter handle these days at wretchhivepod and uh, you can find us on a variety of podcast sources. You can find us on Podbean. We're on Stitcher for those of you that are Android fans. Uh, but maybe the best way to find the show is to uh, help us out with a with a review on iTunes. Those reviews really do help the show. Go to iTunes, search up podcasts. The Wretched Hive podcast will be the first one in the feed there. Uh, subscribe to the show. Leave a review. Five stars, one star, any number of stars. We don't care. We just want to connect with you listeners of the Wretched Hive podcast. And guys, episode 56 is in the books. Last thoughts for this week's show, guys. I, I really need some more hate mail from people. I, I miss those. Who was the Dave, your friend or somebody you knew? Or Nico? Faith? Was it Faith? That, yeah, that was pretty much is. Nico yeah. is our hate mail. <laughs> <laughs> guys... Have a great week, and may the Force be with us all. Bam, bam. Man, I gotta keep. I gotta find some.
porn music <laughs> and, and have it at the ready. Are you serious? No, I'm serious. I've got two discs of it. <laughs> of course you do. No, real CD porn music. It's great. Well, all right. Of course you do, Scott. <laughs>